everybody. Mike Dyer from the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. It is Wednesday afternoon here at WCPO, and I'm pleased to be hosting a very special episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast, the 2002 Roger Bacon Boys Basketball State Champion Team. If you haven't checked out our three-part series series on uh, WCPO, definitely want to uh, take an opportunity to do that. Part three airs tonight during the 6 p.m. newscast, taking a look at the legacy of the Spartans state championship team over, obviously, LeBron James and Akron St. Vincent St. Mary almost 18 years ago. It's not an anniversary story, per se. Somebody had asked me that uh, this week. I said, it's just a fantastic story. Everybody knows about the Chosen Ones book that was written by Tony Mealy, but uh, I am pleased to have three of those 2002 Roger Bacon basketball players here with us on the WCPO High School Insider podcast. Tim McCoy, the head uh, baseball coach there at Roger Bacon, uh, a guard on that team. Tim, thanks for coming in the studio. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. And we also have Beckham Wyrick on Skype uh, from his home in Fairhope, Alabama. Beckham, how are you? Doing well, Mike. Thanks for having me on. And Dave Johnson, the starting point guard on that 2002 team, uh, joining us as well. And Dave, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes, uh, especially signing up for Skype there at the last minute mm-hmm. there. Uh, uh, how's your week going? It's going well. It's going well. Thanks for having me. Great guys. Hey, and as I told you before we got on the air here, less of me, more of you. I want to be a fly on the wall in this discussion and, and roll the proverbial basketball out on the court and let you guys uh, share your memories. But as always, you can find this WCPO High School Insider podcast on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. And as I mentioned, uh, taking a look back at this special legacy, and you can see the uh, the, the highlights that uh, our producer Brian East pulled uh, yesterday of the 2002 state final, 18,375 were there at the Value City Arena. And Tim, I'll start with you since you're here in studio. I bet uh, over the years, the uh, you know we've had discussions as I've interviewed you over the past uh, month or so, and you're so gracious with, with your time and, and effort in helping me find photos and track down people. But uh, 18,375 in that arena, I bet there's been, what, maybe 30 or 40,000 people that swear that they were there at that arena in Columbus that day. I mean, what, what are some of the things that you've heard over the years from, from people who uh, talk about watching you guys on the court that day? Yeah, it's pretty funny you say that. Before I before I came in today, I got a haircut, and the lady, <laughs> I told the lady that I was uh, at getting that was cutting my hair that I was heading down here, and she was like, "Oh yeah, for what?" And so I told her about the uh, podcast, and she was like, "Oh, you were on the Roger Bacon team? Oh, I was at that game." So she told me that right away. She said her brother graduated from Bacon in '96, and um, so yeah, so you hit the nail on the head right there with that. But um, you know, over over the course of the years, it 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 comes up more often for me with. Uh, with like what I'm doing at my work or in my job, you know, it's, it's, it's always like a, a solid icebreaker to throw out there that, you know, I, uh, I played against LeBron or, or, you know, and anything that we're, we're doing new, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's still, it's still fresh on a lot of people's minds, uh, specifically at Roger Bacon. Beckham, every March 23rd, is it, uh, one of those things where it's almost, uh, without the gifts of course, but is it almost a Christmas like birthday, like, time to to remember that game and maybe text your buddies about that yeah it's it's fun uh going going back and, and reliving those memories um you know tim nate and matt uh and myself stay in pretty good contact to this day have a, a ongoing text message chain um so it's been fun especially you know with the sag uh a month ago um and, and this coming up we've been in touch a lot going back and, and just rehashing memories from from that time um and really anytime lebron 
is is getting ready to do something great or does something great, it always it always brings up questions from people and, and always brings those memories. Um, so, you know, lucky lucky for us, uh, LeBron ended up being one of the greatest of all time. Um, if he would have, you know, ended up being a dud in the NBA, the legacy probably wouldn't be as strong as it is now. Um, so we, we have him to thank for that a little bit too. Um, but we enjoy it. Dave, I got to ask the uh, the starting point guard on the on the Roger Bacon team. Um, when someone brings up that season and particularly that game, what are the first thoughts that come to your mind? Uh, it's a good question. Um, you know, the, the the first thought I have is just you know the pride um, to, and, and the thankfulness to be a part of of that team and that game. Um, the pride that I think it's brought the the Roger Bacon community. Um, it, it was just an awesome, awesome experience. Um, and I think Tim and Beckham would agree. We're just super grateful to be a part of it. Um, you know, we, we earned it. Um, you know, we, we worked our butts off, uh, ever since we got to Roger Bacon and, you know, we were rewarded with a, with a state championship against, you know, LeBron James of, of all people. So, um, pretty awesome. And Dave, I want to piggyback on that a little bit. Uh, talking to Dave Bidwell, a longtime assistant coach there at Roger Bacon, and uh, used this quote in, in the story earlier this week on WCPO.com. He says, you know, there's almost memories weekly, if not daily, about the game. Um, I'm just curious, how does it impact you to this day? It is. It's, um, it is almost weekly, daily, you know, especially this time of year with high school basketball and uh, the Ohio State tournament. Uh, underway now, um, you know, this, this time of year, probably more than, than the rest of the year, but, um, it, 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 uh, it comes up pretty often. Um, you know, in my case, my kids are getting a little bit older now. Um, I've got a daughter who's six and a son who's four and, and they see LeBron on TV and they know the whole story. So, you know, I, I talk to them about it and they ask questions and, uh, to relive that kind of through them is, has been pretty special too. Tim, I, I go back to you, and, and you mentioned your son Parker, who has the LeBron jersey and the the poster hanging in, on his bedroom wall. Um, I mean, how surreal is it to say, you know, 18 years later, as you mentioned, you know, LeBron and Beckham, you've you've mentioned how proud you are of what he's been doing in the NBA. But uh, I mean, did you ever imagine, even you know, eight to ten years ago, that we'd still be talking about how LeBron is climbing the ranks in the NBA record books and Lo and behold, you know, your guys' children are watching him still on TV. Yeah, you know, it, I think at a time we, we knew it was something special, but, you know, with the, with the lack of uh, social media at that time, then, it, you know, it was, it was just kind of uh, the Sports Illustrated thing came out. We knew that that was a big deal. But uh, I think if social media back then was as big as it is now, then, I mean, I can't even imagine what this story would be like. You know, I mean, um, th- thinking about, how far that's come and how far LeBron's come over the last, you know, 10 years or so. I mean, he just seems like he's getting better and better and it makes the story better and better, you know. Um, I mean, speaking of Dave, talking about, you know, his kids seeing that, you know, like I, I, I mentioned before, you know, uh, Parker, he's he's got a uh, LeBron jersey that he reps around, you know, the neighborhood and, and, uh, and, and it's funny listening to little kids come into, you know, his buddies come into our house to say things like, you know, 
man, man, did you see LeBron last night or, or, you know, whatever they're doing, watching TV. And, and, uh, and that's the first thing that comes up always is, oh, oh, my dad beat LeBron. My dad beat LeBron. Um, and, uh, I almost have to defend myself a little bit and be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I did actually, man, you know, so. One thing that, and I didn't get this from many of the players, but Tom Thompson um, told me, and you, you probably saw the the clip there in part one of the of the series, but the Sports Illustrated cover, how you guys apparently <laughs> used it as a dartboard at one point. And I'm going to throw this out there. Who who remembers that? And what can you tell me about when that magazine first came out? I I remember it pretty well. Um, it was actually. Uh, well, we remember when the magazine came out and he was on the cover and, um, you know, we definitely use that as bulletin board material. But to reference the dartboard, we had a team dinner at my at my house, my parents house. Um, and we were down in the basement all hanging out, eating dinner. And that's when somebody took the cover, ripped off the front page, <laughs> stuck it on the dartboard and uh, people were throwing uh, throwing darts at it. So that, that is an accurate story. Uh, how much did it, Beckham? I'll go back to that that game um, against uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary uh, in December of 2001 at Kent State. How much did that game? You guys lost by nine, I believe, 79, 70. I mean, how much did that really prepare you for what happened three months later? I think it helped us a lot. Um, you know, just because there was so much hype around him specifically, but their team as well. Uh, they at that point, I think. You know, I think I guess we were the only Ohio team that they ever lost to, um, but. They were just so good. Uh, so we, we knew that we were pretty good. We didn't really know um, what to expect going into the game. But I remember for me personally, um, you know, we lost by nine, played them close, ended up losing by nine. Uh, the score was a little wider than, than the game was actually, you know, throughout the course of it. But I remember the atmosphere in the locker room was kind of like, like more positive than it, than, than it otherwise was um, for losses, you know, just because we knew that there was a good chance that we were going to see them again. Um, and it just gave us the confidence to know, like, hey, we can play with these guys. So going into that game in March, you know, up in Columbus, having already had seen them and having already had played them well, um, we came into the game with a different kind of, kind of confidence. Um, and that helped us. Did Coach Brewer and maybe the assistants, I mean, Tim, did they – kind of treat this like hey we're better than those guys we're equal to them or i mean because i think a lot of people on the outside would say and john popovich uh kind of referenced this like you know people thought this is little roger bacon beaten akron st vincent st mary almost a hoosiers type of uh theme to it and nothing could be further from the truth because you guys have been battle tested through the gcl and so on and so on so i'm curious what was the coaching staff uh what was their message in preparing you guys for that moment in columbus well from what i recall i mean and, and uh, these guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure Coach Brewer made us feel like we were the worst team in Cincinnati most of the time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it didn't matter who we were playing. We, we weren't good enough to be on the court with those other teams. Um, you know, going back to the time we first played them, I agree with Beckham 100%. I mean, I, when we went into the locker room after the game, I mean, it was almost, I don't want to say like we were celebrating, but it was like, you know that hype. That hype's diminished now. We've we've already seen it, and and we're gonna see them again. You know, but uh, going into Columbus, I mean, if, from what I recall, with I mean, it, it was still the same same approach. Nothing changed. You know, maybe a little bit right before the game, like, hey, this, you know, you're you're, you're however many minutes away from a state championship. But before that, I mean, it was 
you know, I think our walkthroughs were just as hard as the first day of practice right before that game. So, um, and to jump in and yeah. jump in and piggyback a little bit on what Tim's saying, I remember the after we won the regional finals against Baden. Um, you know, maybe the coaches were just a little bit weary of us having a letdown. Um, you know, thinking about facing ASVSM in the finals, but they they hyped Beechcroft, Columbus Beechcroft, who we played in the semifinals of the state tournament. Um, you know, they had us worried as if they were going to be, you know the best team out there um, from from my personal recollection and then obviously uh, that game you know we won that pretty handily but I think that was just the way the coaches were like Tim said you know didn't didn't there was never a worry that we were going to be too too overconfident uh, the mm-hmm. coaches made sure of that um, so going into that game you know in March against Akron we were prepared um, and fully confident that we could that we were on par with them as a team. And I don't recall who the Beechcroft player was, but Brian Neal referenced the same thing, Dave, uh, saying that there was a player on, on their team that was a standout, and Coach Brewer made it out to be that he was the greatest player <laughs> who ever whoever lived. I mean, do you recall? I, I remember that just because I, I was I ended up having to guard him some. Uh, Mike Brown. Uh, Mike he, Brown. He had, I think he was averaging like 20 points a game that season, and he we ended up doing a pretty good job on him. I think he had like two or four points, and that that game ended up being pretty lopsided. Now, were you guys the first semifinal, or was St. B did St. B play before you guys? I think we were the first. I think we stuck around and watched. Didn't we watch them a little bit afterwards? I, I think, I think we're the first. we were the early game. Yeah. I can't remember who they played in the semifinals. I think we were the early game, and then yeah, and then got a shower and watched a little bit of their game before heading back to the hotel. How many morning games did you guys play that season? Do you remember? I mean, do you remember any game as early as that 11 a.m. tip? I think maybe in Delaware we played. We, we the first time we played uh, St. Vincent St. Mary up. I think we came back. We were home for like a day or two, and then we and then we left on Christmas morning to go to Delaware to play in the slam dunk to the beach. And I remember like there was a we played some early games there, but we played there was a bunch of guys in that tournament we were in. It was an invitational for you know some of the top teams in the country. I think JJ Reddick was there. Nate Robinson was there. Um, St. V's was there. Those yeah, guys St. Mary was there. Oak Hill uh, Academy was there. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a really good tournament. That was another. Yeah. You know, you know the GCL is a good league, um, so we're always going to be tested there. But to be able to that ASVSM game um, in December, and then that tournament up in up in Delaware, I think the coaches, our coaches, knew what we had uh, and and really wanted to test us against some elite caliber competition and and those types of games playing against that type of talent i think really you know let us measure ourselves against some of the, some of the top players in the country really uh talking about being up in delaware and just you know gave us that confidence to know that we could play with anybody so assistant coach bobby holt said something telling i think when i was over at peggy brewer's house um uh for this interview and he said that there was a switch i guess on who guarded drew joyce um, from the, the regular season game. And Dave, you're shaking on your head, so I'd want you to elaborate about that. But yeah, he I, made a switch on that for the state title game? Yeah, I was I was just thinking about that as you guys were talking. You know, the first time we played St. Vincent in December, um, you know, not only did we, you know, gain the confidence that we knew we could compete with them and, and eventually beat them, but um, I think we got a lot of uh, strategic um 
you know, game game decisions, game changes that we could make leading up to the finals. And and, the, and I think one of the big ones was uh, switching uh, to have Frank Phillips, who was much taller and had really long arms, uh, start out on Drew Joyce because um, in that first game, I don't remember the box score exactly, but I think uh, we let Joyce get get loose a little bit, and he was able to knock down some threes. Um, and we were able to adjust from that going into the finals by putting Frank on him and um, really limited the impact that he had on the game. What do you remember about watching film on these guys or, you know, just the scouting report in general going into the game? I don't think we watched film on them, did we? I don't remember a whole lot of film. Uh Um, I mean, we, like, I think, Tim, you said it a minute ago, we didn't really do a whole lot of special you know, things we, we played them pretty much straight up. Like we did everybody else that year. Uh, uh, obviously we threw a lot of different bodies at LeBron when, when guys got in foul trouble and kind of rotated between Beckham, Frank, Monty, you know, Josh, probably a little bit. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of double team in. We didn't play zone. We played straight up man to man, you know, solid defense, just tough, physical, um, you know, we, we gave him everything we had. Beckham, was was it one of those things, and I'm going to talk about the forearm shiver here in a second, but was it <laughs> one of those things where you knew, I mean, LeBron ended up with 32 in the game, but do you remember the coaches saying, I mean, not that they would say this to you guys probably straight up, that he was going to get his, but as players, did you know, okay, he's going to get what he's going to get on the, on the offensive end, but we just got to contain everybody else? Yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. You broke I'm up sorry. there. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, LeBron had 32 points in that game, and yeah. I don't know if you remember. I was just curious if the coaches ever said something to the effect of, you know, we know LeBron is going to have his highlight reel plays and all that sort of thing from an offensive output, yeah, but it's a matter of containing do, the other guys. Go ahead. I do remember um, Coach Coach Brewer asking me because I was I was I was matched up on him just to begin the game, and asking me in the days leading up to the game, kind of. Well, what you know? What are you? How are you going to guard him? What are you going to do? And I was, and so, you know, I'm just going to just guard him like I guard everybody else, I guess. Um, <laughs> that, that did stick with me, and I I can't remember what he responded, but um, you, you know, you can't really do anything. You can only do what you can do against a guy like LeBron. Um, and so I knew that he had 32 the first game. He had 32 the second game. Um, what I really, what I try to do with him, and obviously it didn't work. He had 32 uh, on an individual matchup level, but I just try to make everything as difficult as as could be for him during that game, and just kind of being physical, um, jawing a little bit, um, just trying to make him uncomfortable as possible, just to where he could not get in like a, a rhythm uh, in a comfort zone. Um, and like I said, he did score 32, but I think. That, that may have had some impact in some way. Tim's description of the guarantee was just <laughs> just awesome. If you haven't seen it, go back in part one and, and watch that again. But Dave, I'm just curious from your standpoint, Peggy Brewer told me, because I, I mentioned to the, um, Peggy or I asked Peggy and some of the assistant coaches, you know, now with social media, something like a guarantee in a state final will go crazy, obviously, on social media. Um, yeah. but, but Peggy remembers even that I guess Coach Brewer brought in the newspaper from that morning, whether it would be the Columbus Dispatch or whoever it was at the time, saying, you know, LeBron guaranteed the victory. I'm just curious, what do you remember about the the guarantee itself? 
Well, I definitely remember the guarantee. I don't know if I necessarily remember the, you know, Coach Brewer walking in with the paper, but, um, you know, the, the guarantee was, again, kind of like the like the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated. It was it was bulletin board material that uh, uh, helped fuel, you know, our work ethic and, and continue to show practice every single day and um, and get better. And, um, you know, the, the, the guarantee you're right. If they had social media today, that would have been, um, you know, really blown out of proportion. But even back then, it was a it was a big thing and it was you know all over the news and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I could we could talk three hours about the game play by play, but. Obviously, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to go straight ahead to the forearm shiver, Beckham. <laughs> you told me something very interesting because, um, you know, reading a lot of these, the old newspaper clippings and just, you know, this, hearing the stories and going back and reading Tony's book again. Um, but really, you've never found any footage of the forearm shiver in terms of the full snapshot of yeah. what happened that first time down the court. Go ahead. Yeah, it was. I don't think that it was caught on the O&M broadcast. Um, I, there was another there's another video of it floating around out there somewhere of the game uh where it's actually the radio broadcast but there's a video feed with it and on that one you can kind of see the tail end of of lebron kind of falling back a little bit um but like i was telling you before we got on the air I'm, i'm almost a little bit glad that uh that it didn't get caught that way the 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 urban legend surrounding the four on shiver can continue to exist um if if people saw it it would it would probably lose some of its luster um and just i've told plenty of people this over the years but it it wasn't really like a i mean i get i I don't want to say it was malicious you know it was premeditated in the fact that i wanted him to know like hey like i said earlier i'm going to be here um all day and and this is kind of what you can expect from me all day um i don't think that he was necessarily expecting that impact Uh, i think i caught him off guard a little bit which maybe made it look a little more um you know a little a little more vicious than it really was i guess do you remember him saying anything on the court to you mm, any of you guys not really yeah. i mean yeah. to your bench or anything yeah. he i don't remember him doing a whole lot of talking um i mean i wasn't matched up with him a whole lot and i'm a foot shorter than him so um <laughs> Beckham, you probably know more than anybody, but I really don't remember him, um, you know, talking trash or, you know, talking to us, maybe more talking and yelling at his own teammates because things weren't going the way they wanted, but not necessarily directed at us. How much, a lot of people up north, uh, I'm an Akron native, so I I remember the game and and the the, the feeling of what it was like knowing that you know, same, Mike, same, cheering for? well <laughs> I don't want to cheer for anybody <laughs> I was in college at the time but I, I was actually uh, working for the the uh, part-time for the newspaper up there and just remember the shock that you know same V actually got beat um, but obviously knowing the full story now it shouldn't have been as much of a shock as it was but I'm just curious um, LeBron comes over at the end and congratulates you guys and um, I mean, what did what did that? I mean, Nate Weirich mentioned, you know, how, how that still resonates with him today. Um, what what did that mean to you all, all these years later? Just that you know he would have that you know uh, sixth sense, as it were, just to come over and, and and say, hey, great game, guys. Even though obviously he guaranteed a state championship for anybody. I, I, 
I Go think ahead, it's Sam. yeah. I think it's uh, you know. I'm looking back. If I if I put myself in those shoes back to back to where we were then, I probably was like, I don't care that you're right, over here, right, you know. Right. Um, but now, you know, like I, I saw a clip of it on ESPN not too long ago. They were showing something, and and uh, he came over, and and you know, we froze it. I, I think my wife froze it, and um, we t- I took a picture of it on my phone because I was like, "Look, I'm my hands are like touching LeBron's <laughs> hand now, you know." So like the difference between what it was then and now is, you know, that's all due to LeBron James. I had Josh Hosfeld and, and Brian Neal on the podcast a couple of years ago, and Josh, you know, told me it was just almost the game itself was almost like a blur. It went so fast. Um, going back at it and Beckham, you're kind of nodding there. I'm just curious, you know, yeah. when you, you go back and watch the game, you said you, you have a chance to do it maybe a couple times a year, but is uh, uh, it seemed just a far away distant memory for you or, or how do you kind of reconcile everything now, 18 years later? It, for me, it, it's fun to go back and watch. It's like, it's hard to answer specific questions about what was said in the court or, or how I felt back then uh, just because it was so long ago and, you know, I played a lot of basketball between then and now. Um, but going back and watching the game, uh, it, it kind of puts you right back there. And and when you're watching, like the film, like I said, every now and again, I pull it out and watch it. You you think little small things come back to you about like, man, this is the way that I was feeling when that shot went down, or when you know you were chest to chest talking smack, you know. Um, and just I think with time. Um, as Tim was saying, like you just get a little bit of perspective and, and, uh, you know, stuff my dad always used to say, you're shocking the world, you know, and, and you just don't, as a high schooler and as a, as a kid, you don't really think about it. You know, you're just kind of playing basketball and, and doing what you got to do that day. Um, but when you get time to reflect and to look back and how many, how many people, you know, you, you made proud and how many, what that meant to the community of St. Bernard and the, the whole Roger Bacon High School community. It, it is really, you know, a, a special thing. And you realize how rare things like that are um, when you get time to look back on it and, and kind of let time pass. Dave, when's the last time you watched the game? Uh, I get it out a couple times a year as well. Um, it, it's probably been, it's probably been six or eight months since I watched it. Um, but I, like Beckham said, I can't remember all the little nuances of, of the day and, you know, things that were said, but I can remember most of the plays of each possession of that game and, and kind of how it flowed. And um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun to, to put it on and, and to reminisce. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a good basketball game, too. I mean, if for anybody that, who hasn't seen it that enjoys basketball, it was a, it was a good game. It's just... Uh, a lot of good players, obviously, and um, it was a well-played basketball game that was that was competitive and, and very entertaining. I've talked to Beckham and Tim at length about Coach Brewer, but I wanted to ask you, Dave, just um, looking back at it now, I, obviously, you know, his coaching style, and Beckham referred to this uh, before, you know, he, he's learned to appreciate what Coach Brewer did for the team. I'm just curious, from your standpoint, um, how did his coaching style resonate with you years later even you know five to ten years after the game yeah i would i would um i would agree with probably everybody on the team you know as, as we look back at it now and you know with with coach we were not around um you know it's it's obviously extremely sad we all wish that that he was here and that we, we still had a relationship with him as as adults and you know 
being older, um, you know, at the time it was, it was tough. He was, he was not easy on everybody. Um, and you hated it at the time and you didn't understand why at the time, but, um, you know, being 35 and, and looking back now, I, I completely understand it. Um, he, he, he got results and he, he pushed us to our limits to, to work as hard as we could and do the best that we could. And, um, you know, th those are lessons that I'll, that I'll keep with me for, for the rest of my life and with my kids. And, you know, um, if I ever get, you know, coach basketball, those are, those are things that I'll remember. So how ultra competitive were you guys? Cause Tim, you're telling me a story about you and Becca <laughs> and, I, and I like to hear that. He loves to tell that story. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I fought everybody that year, at least at some point in the season uh, during practices. I was telling Mike Beckham about one time at practice when <laughs> I think I, whenever we would we would practice, sometimes I would get put in like in a spot where you're like, okay, you know, it was either me or, or Nate Wyrick or somebody, you're, you, whoever we kind of mimicked our game, mimicked the, the team we were playing. You're the, you're this team's best player or whatever. So just get up shots. So <laughs> like, I mean, even if you got a shot up in the air. It, it could have gone over the backboard. It didn't matter. The, the starters had to run. So I think one time I forget who I was being, but but I was I, I don't know if I caught fire or if I was just getting shots up or whatever it was. But Beckham and I got into it pretty good. Uh, remember, set, I think he set us. I went to set a screen. He ran through me, or he was setting a screen. And I ran through him, and then he just wouldn't let it go. He followed me around a damn court the whole time, and and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was one of many. I think Dave and I got into it a few times as well, but our practices were, were brutal. We used to do, uh, f uh, was it five on five on five winter stay or whatever, four on four on four winter stay. And we would have, we'd have practices where there would be no shooting whatsoever. It would just be, if the offense got four passes off, then the defense ran. And if the defense stopped, the offense ran and there was no fouls. Oof. So there was some, there was some brutal brutal moments that season give me your best story Beckham oh there, there there's a bunch um, I, I don't know if I could pick one out right now but <laughs> it, there were some intense moments Tim, to Tim's point Tim probably did get in a fight with everybody on the team at some <laughs> <laughs> during our junior or senior year um, but you got a you got a you got a, a disciplinarian coach um, you've got a gym full of guys, you know, half the team was football players, uh, ultra competitive guys. So, um, it, it got, it got chippy, it got scrappy. Um, but it, got, it, it worked for us, you know, cause we brought that, we brought that same grit, uh, to, to the game. Um, and that same confidence that we kind of built, um, competing with the guys on our team who were, you know, some of the best, we had a great team, so you're, you're playing against, you're matched up with great players every day. Um, so that, that translated well uh, into into Friday nights. I'll throw uh, this out to everyone here. It's just kind of a final question. What do you savor the most from that season? Obviously, obviously from, I'll answer first just because that way I, I can say something and don't. <laughs> I don't have to worry about what, what's already been said, but um, obviously, you know, we, we had success, um, which is great. But we, I think, just kind of the bonds that that you build with your guys, uh, with your teammates, um, while you're going through the group, the grind of the season, uh, is is what I enjoyed. Um, you know, getting to 
go through the ups and the downs of a season with, you know, not not a guy that you that you got stuck on a college team with that that you're going to spend a few years with and you'll part ways or a guy on, for me like on a pro team overseas where you you know you're on a team for a year or two but playing and going through it with with some of the people that you grew up with uh, that you that have been your friends for your whole life and are going to be your friends for your whole life that that's what was special to me is just strengthening those bonds that were already already strong to begin with Dave how about you yeah, um, yeah, I'd agree with Beck on the the relationships that that we made. Um, you know, both both with the players and the coaching staff. Um, you know, it's it's hard not having Coach Brew and, and Coach Corcoran around to to share in these memories. They were you know a huge part of the story, um, and and we're still close with um, you know their wives and their families. But you know the, the relationships that we've all uh, you know developed through the years. Um, you know, we don't we don't all see each other that often anymore. You know, Beckham's in Alabama. A lot of the other guys live in live in other states. So, um, you know, it just makes it that much more special when we do get a chance to get together. Um, you know, and it almost feels like we haven't missed a beat. You know, we get back together and, um, you know, we're, we're telling stories and joking and laughing. And um, it, it doesn't matter if I haven't seen you in a year. It still feels like... Uh, you know, we, we got to get ready and go to practice the next day or something, you know? Tim, you've been baseball coach there at Roger Bacon 14 years now. You have a unique perspective of staying within the school. And you tell me about how, you know, freshmen every year hear about how you played uh, against LeBron and uh, kids used to do book reports on Tony Mealy's book and stuff like that. But um, when it's all said and done, I mean, what do you savor the most when you hear these stories you know, the state championship ring only comes out in special moments. It's, it's safely hidden away as we all know, where each one of you guys said the same thing. Um, but w- what is it that, uh, really kind of brings you back to that moment in time? Well, I think these guys touched on it really well. It's, it's the relationships that were built, you know, through that time. Uh, I mean, we're linked together forever, you know, and, and, and a lot of us, if you, I mean, if you look over the, the longevity of all of this, I mean, we, we all played against each other growing up and, or played with each other. You know, we, uh, there was four guys from St. Bart's. There was a couple guys from St. Clement's. We played against Dave and uh, Monty with uh, the Royals. I mean, they, they were like our biggest rivals growing up. Um, and then we all get together and, and, and it was, it was almost like, you know, it was like the perfect recipe, the perfect storm coming together um, for, for what was going to happen. I mean, it, when I think back on it, you know, like these guys saying, we start talking about stories and being able to tell stories. I mean, it's it's evident when we all get together at the stag every year or or whatever. It's it's pride in Roger Bacon. It's pride in what we did. And uh, you know, I I've just just like yesterday, I got a text message from Frank Phillips. You know, he's he he. I can't say it on the air what he wrote me, but um, but you know, it was pretty funny. Some inside joke that we used to say to each other all the time, and and. Uh, you know that, that was a group of characters put together that are, are linked together forever including the coaching staff i mean when i saw the thing last night on the news of coach thompson talking i just started cracking up laughing about it you know because that's i mean he's just got such a unique personality and and that was across the board i mean the the dancing before games in the locker rooms and the and everything else i mean yeah the we had some tense moments on the court but soon as that soon as the game end or the practices ended or whatever it was we i mean we were we were one of the tightest groups around and I mean it's kind of what I 
try and build my baseball teams on. You know, when I'm coaching, I want guys to be that close. I want them to have that kind of experience with each other because it's something that, you know, they'll never forget. And I, I certainly haven't. Great stuff, guys. I want to thank Tim McCoy, Beckham Wyrick, Dave Johnson, all members of the famous 2002 Roger Bacon State Basketball Championship team. And uh, be sure to check out part three of our special three-part series on WCPO tonight during the 6 p.m. newscast. And you can see all three episodes. We'll have those on WCPO.com along with this podcast later uh, in the week as well. So want to thank you guys for your time. And uh, uh, we will talk to you next week here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Mike. Thank you.